is so poor and antibiotics are yet to be discovered. England is ruled by Queen Elizabeth I, who came to the throne in 1558 after the early death of her elder sister Mary. Now, Elizabeth's reign is very different to that of her sisters, as to all intents and purposes, Mary allowed her husband Philip, King of Spain, to rule the country. At the time, women, even queens, were considered inferior to men, and so Mary allowed Philip to make crucial decisions for her, the most important one being to reinstate the Catholic Church in England. This reversal of her father King Henry VIII's decree of some 20 years earlier began a persecution of non-Catholics that earned her the nickname Bloody Mary. Had she stayed on the throne for any longer than five years, it's likely that she would have totally eradicated Protestantism in England. But she was never a well woman and she died at the age of 42, leaving her half-sister Elizabeth to ascend to the throne. Consequently, when the unmarried Elizabeth became queen, there was enormous pressure upon her to marry and, like her sister, become the puppet of a Spanish or maybe French husband. But Elizabeth had her own ideas. Better beggar woman and single than queen and married. So England became isolated from mainland Europe and returned to Protestantism under the Church of England, as her father Henry VIII had wished. Catholic Europe was furious with Elizabeth, and in April 1570, the Pope excommunicated her and absolved all Catholics of any duty to her as monarch. This was tantamount to making her public enemy number one, and those who wished to see Elizabeth overthrown considered the Pope's decision nothing short of a call to assassinate her. Many attempts were made on her life over the course of her reign. In 1588, Spain attempted an all-out invasion, sending its naval fleet, the Armada, into battle. Despite its superior gunpower, the Armada failed because the smaller English ships were faster and could quickly manoeuvre, unlike the lumbering Spanish ships, which were eventually routed and retreated with heavy losses. So, at a time when Londoners would have been obsessed with thoughts of assassination and fearing a second invasion attempt, Shakespeare retold the tale of Julius Caesar. Exactly. Shakespeare was a master entertainer. He wrote for the London crowd and knew exactly what they were gossiping about on the streets and in the taverns. In 1599, England, and especially London, was like a pressure cooker. Elizabeth had been on the throne for more than 40 years, and for most of that time was loved by the masses. She was their Gloriana. But this virgin queen had no direct heir, and with no named successor, there was much uncertainty as to what the future held. And so factions, or splinter groups, planned to take the crown by force. As Elizabeth's influence and popularity waned, she was desperate to appear as strong as ever. She wouldn't tolerate any criticism, and so writing about contemporary issues was outlawed. In fact, in the 1590s, the Privy Council ordered the arrest of writers of diverse, lewd and mutinous libels. Theatres had been closed for showing plays that angered the Queen, and Shakespeare simply couldn't afford for this to happen because he'd just become a financial partner in a new theatre venture. But before I tell you about that, I should first mention that paranoia and fear were growing in England, and especially in London, because trouble was brewing with Ireland. Earlier in the year, Elizabeth had sent the Earl of Essex to sort it out, but he was getting nowhere fast. This meant that the English army was stretched and England itself all the more vulnerable to attack from Spain or France. 
In the summer of 1599, everyone feared invasion, and on Sunday, August the 5th, the gates to the City of London were padlocked and chains pulled across the streets. And Shakespeare took this fear and paranoia about invasion, civil war, succession and assassination and explored them in the safety of an historical setting. Very clever. And very entrepreneurial, because the new theatre he had invested in, along with five other members of his theatre troupe, had been under construction since late 1598, early 1599. And the globe opened with Shakespeare's Henry V. But what it needed was a premiere, a new play for a new theatre that would get the town talking. Shakespeare knew that he had to pull out all the stops to write a great play that was modern and relevant, and that was exactly what he achieved. It was in writing Julius Caesar that Shakespeare emerged as the mature and remarkable writer that we know today. It was the first in a run of great tragedies. Masterpieces of theatre followed.